0: What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode 5 of NXT with Najee. Part of the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast. And uh, this week, it's just me. It's just me this week. We don't have anybody here um, as a special guest. But it's a very short show. I'm not going to talk too much about the matches. I just kind of want to... State my opinion on some things going on right now, um, especially with the whole Carmelo and Trick situation, which I'll be able to give you a full-on like dive into about on what that was actually like being in the crowd. And I want to briefly talk about The Rock and Cody Rhodes towards the end of this episode. Just so I can clear the air on my feeling and and my opinion on it, and just kind of talk about some of the things that people are doing that are insane, and some of the people that that are just acting absolutely out of hand. Like I, uh, blows my mind. But we'll get to that in a second. But y'all, it's official. The road to stand and deliver has kicked off, and that's all because of Vengeance Day. Um, unfortunately, I'm not gonna do a whole entire video doing a recap of Vengeance Day, but we will talk a little bit about some things that happen um, as we go along. Um, Amazing show! I think the Trick versus Ilya match of the year. I understand it's only February, but it's gonna be really hard for them to top that. My personal opinion. I that was unbelievable. Same thing with the with the women's championship match that turned into a triple threat. Wow! Like edge of my seat the whole entire night. Like what more can you ask for as an NXT fan? Like good job. Congrats to Shawn. Congrats to Ava. Congrats to everybody that put that show together. That was fantastic. One of the best ones I've seen in a while. But, all right, so the show starts off with Carmelo Hayes walking down to the ring, holding the steer chair. When I say we let this man have it, we let him have it. We started the F.U. Mellow chants. As you all heard on TV and have heard about on social media, Melo couldn't get a word out. And I personally think that the segment that he gave us halfway through the show, um, the only reason it happened halfway through the show is because he couldn't get a word out. You know what I mean? Like He couldn't say, he couldn't even, just literally physically couldn't get a word out. We were booing him so heavily. So he essentially walks out of the ring, says not yet. We boo him even more. Uh, we cut the commercial. Braun and Baron come out. They celebrate their their victory, and they announce that next week they'll be taking on um, the family for the tag team titles. I think they're doing it so quickly because we know that Braun's time on NXT is pretty short. It's wearing down. Like it's not gonna be not gonna be that much longer that we see him on Tuesdays, which is gonna suck for us faithful. But I'm happy for him, truthfully, truthfully. Uh, yeah, so, you know, they come out, they celebrate a little bit. Um, the crowd lets Brown know that he's still handsome. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and we move on from that. So now we got the first match of the night, which is Axiom and Nathan Frazier. I call him FAF. We'll figure out what that means. Fastest. <laughs> Versus Malik Bey- Blade and Injustice and Nofe. Axiom and Nathan get the win. This was a balls-to-the-wall Match, every single one of these dudes were showing out. It was a full-on chop war the whole night. I don't know what it was about everybody um at NXT tonight, but it was just like they got approved to have 10,000 chops in every single match. But wow, 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 wow. I think Malik went so hard to where he actually hurt himself, unfortunately. He was um escorted out by two or three referees um at the end of the match, but that was behind camera, so y'all couldn't see it. Um, but, yeah, so Axiom and Nathan Fraser get the win. We're going to move on to the next one. Next match we got Lexus King versus Riley Osborne. This kind of stems off of a Vengeance Day segment where Lexus told Riley that he ain't him. He will not be him for Chase U and that Lexus is him. Um, Riley wanted um, – dang, that's crazy. <laughs> Riley wanted Thea to be there in his corner sitting in the crowd the Chase U section. But Thea was, you know, trying to play hard to get, so she didn't show up. So Riley gets a little distracted during the match, um, and Lexus King takes the win for that. Third match, we're going to go into, there's the Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice. This is um, stemming off of the backstage brawl that they had at Vengeance Day. A lot of these fights are really kind of coming from Vengeance Day, except for the one after this. There, um, yeah. Roxanne does what she does, she fights hard, Lola fights just as hard, it's a great match, I'm looking forward to these two fighting each other again, but Roxanne comes away with the victory, because for some strange reason, um, Paxley decides to run down to the ring with the with Lola's breakout contract, her old breakout contract, and try to cash it in, and she silenced the whole crowd, like we were there, we were into the fight, we were into the match, but the second she walked down, started screaming, I want to sign that my contract! I wanna I wanna cash it in. We didn't know we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know <laughs> what the hell was going on, but we just kind of rolled with it. Um that was a distraction that I guess Roxanne needed to hit the pop rocks and get the win. So there we are. Roxanne still getting them W's, even though she couldn't pull off the big one. I think that her ch- um her chase for the title, I don't think it's over with. I think she'll be right back at it. Um fourth match, one that was also a lot of fun again. Um, Fallon, Henley, and Ren Sinclair Versus Lash, Legend, and Jakara It was awesome to see Jakara get back in there And wrestle We see you, girl We know that you was in the the battle royal And things like that But you had the cast on You couldn't go as hard But you're back And you were showing out You were showing out if you're watching We see you, girl We see you You and Lash both Congratulations They both get the win Um, (laughs) We still love you, Ren We're still here rooting for you, Ren We're still rooting for you, Fallon we just, we just definitely know that a lot of us in that crowd, in that NXT crowd, has our eyes on and Sinclair. We've done our research, Addie, uh, a.k.a. Maddie Rinkowski. We know who you are, and we waiting. We know we know they're going to pull that number probably sooner than later, but we're waiting. Great match, ladies. Um, like I said, last and Chicago get the win. Moving on to the last match that um, comes down to it, just basically, Ilya was trying to give Trick some love. And Dijak came out earlier, started talking that trash. Um, So, of course, you know, they get the going at it. We get Ilya with the win. The reason why I'm kind of skating through this. Actually, I'm not going to skate through this. There's a part during this Dijak-Ilya segment earlier where Dijak, I don't know if he was told by Ilya in the back to, like, do what you got to do to make me bleed. But, you know, that was the most square-on punch to the nose I've ever seen from Dijak to Ilya. And then to make matters worse, since he didn't bust him open the first time, He clocked him a second time, square in the forehead, like full-on knuckle on forehead, busted him open again. Um, Ilya was a bloody hot mess for most of this match. But Ilya takes a win, and I'm rushing through this because Carmelo comes out and basically states that he wants his title back. But I don't give a damn about none of that right now. We're going to skip right into this Carmelo-Hayes situation with Trick. Now... For those of you that don't know, they pulled the trigger on it. Finally, Carmelo finally admitted that it was him that attacked Trick months ago before, um, the, I believe it was a fatal four-way to find out who the number one contender was. Um, as much as we all knew that it was coming, it was a little poor in my taste, but I see the route they're taking with it with like the whole Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart thing because during... Carmelo's segment where he finally came out and got to talk to the crowd and basically say everybody wants to say I'm the villain because nobody wants to listen to the hero or something like that, somewhere along them lines. But I feel like it could have been done better. And I hope that with Carmelo possibly getting pulled up to SmackDown, that that isn't the reason why it got rushed. And I don't understand why he had to call out Booker T. I mean, I know Booker is, is Tricks Man, and like, you definitely tell us a big inspiration. But dang, man, Hill Mellow ain't playing. Hill Mellow is not playing around. And I just really would love to hear other people's opinions on this. So please, please, please leave some comments this week. Find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, leave some comments this week so that. We can talk about it a little more. Because I, I, I have a lot of different things I want to say about it. But I want to know what y'all have to say about it. Alright. Now. We're going to spend the last five minutes talking about something that 50% of y'all should be ashamed of yourselves about. The Rock possibly facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 is a dream match. I don't care. I don't care what y'all got to say about Cody finishing the story. Oh, y'all think he bullied him. Y'all think this is unfair to Cody. What? Since when, as wrestling fans, do we do this? Period. Like, all the different times that we've seen our favorites get screwed out of championships, screwed out of title matches, screwed out of opportunities. And we... What do we normally do? We sit there, we complain about it, we moan about it, we get all pissy about it, and then we move on because that's what the hell wrestling fans are supposed to do. We're supposed to accept that. Oh man, that sucks. This didn't work out the way I wanted it to. What's gonna happen next? But no, we want to act like we gotta threaten the Rock. We gotta threaten the Rock's family. Why? The f- Ooh, why are we booing Ava? Why? Why are we threatening Ava? Ava didn't do nothing. Ava is a great woman who does her job at NXT. Amazing job at that. So why why are we sitting there booing this woman? Why are we making death threats towards this woman? Why are we booing one of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it? Because we get another chance to watch him wrestle again? In a match that we were begging for two years ago? When he went against Brock Lesnar? It doesn't make any sense. Y'all sound ungrateful. Y'all sound ungrateful. And I seen something today where they got, like, The Rock said something about Cody crybabies. That's what y'all are, period. What y'all crying for? What y'all crying for? If he would have went against Roman before all this happened, before all this crazy stuff happened, he was probably going to lose. He was probably going to lose. And now, now he's probably going to win, which is fine. And I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to get The Rock on Saturday night versus Roman and Cody versus Roman on Sunday because y'all can't handle nothing else. And I'm sorry for being aggressive and yelling and getting all emotional and whatnot, but that's just stupid, bro. It's stupid. Even at NXT this past week, me and a couple friends of mine had to stand up and look at the crowd and be like, what are y'all booing this man for? If you smell as soon as it comes on, people booing. Getting out of their seats to boo. In my 33 years of life, in my 20-plus years of being a wrestling fan, I've never heard The Rock get booed like that. Like, I mean, I, I saw Hollywood Rock. I know about 96 Rock, where Rocky sucks, all of that. But that's just stupid. And I think that some of y'all should be ashamed of yourself for the way that y'all acting like little kids and some of y'all grown, grown-ass men grown-ass men who know how this is structured, who knows how this has worked, who knows how it's built, who knows that these stories exist for a reason. All of a sudden, y'all just forgot that. And y'all want to act like we're not grateful for Triple H. We're not grateful for everything Cody Rhodes has been doing. We're not grateful for the work that The Rock is putting in to try to make sure that anything that we do want can't happen. That's why he's on the board. That's why he is actually sitting at the head of a table. But all right, I'm gonna get that ran out of my system. That's my prediction, anyways, for what I think is gonna happen at WrestleMania. I think we'll get The Rock on Sunday, or The Rock versus Roman on Saturday night, and we'll probably get Cody versus Roman on Sunday. And because of y'all. He'll probably finish the story there. And Roman probably won't pass the Hogan record. So there goes that. But 1,300 days of us just dealing with Roman Reigns. Now now what are we doing it for? It's just ending just because y'all wanted to. If that was the case, Sammy, Sami Zayn would have had the title. <clears throat> but all right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in this week to NXT with Najee. I understand. Sometimes me without a guest ain't the same kind of energy, but I'm doing my best to try to bring it every week. Thank y'all so much for listening. Shout out to The Whip Show. Please make sure y'all follow that on all social media platforms. The Whip Show podcast Thanks for the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast. You can find me with NXT with Najee on Instagram. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate you. Until next week. Peace.